Okay, so we just analyzed the uh, paradox of the teaching of the Maggid. The Maggid says that although Hashem has to hide his name to create the world, the world is, uh, in order to, to for, for Hashem to be a, a Nagid, or for Hashem to be the king of the world, he has to first hide his light. Nagad Shmo Avit to become a Nagid, to become the king, Avit he has to hide his light. He has to lose his name. So he has to lose his name, Yudke Vavke, so to speak, has to hide his name, Yudke Vavke, in order to be able to have the name, uh, or to have the name Adnai, or to have the name of Master, he has to hide his name. Then the Magad said, but there are places in the world, and there are times in the world, where it's possible for there to be the revelation of Yudke Vavke. Although Yudke Vavke is a name which expresses God's essence, there is a possibility for that to happen. Where is it possible? So he says, in a place where spirituality is more pronounced, such as in the Beis HaMikdash, on Yom Kippur, in the Kodesh Kodashim, in the Kohen Gadol. And we asked, just because spirituality is more pronounced, doesn't mean that we're touching the essence. The essence seems to be beyond uh, a little more spirituality. The essence is beyond all of... Spirituality is also a finite creation of Hashem. And so we answered that in order to cause this convergence of the spiritual and the physical in this world, which are two opposites, there has to be the essence of Hashem involved. Only the essence of Hashem can cause the convergence of these two opposites. We didn't really touch on why that's what the mechanics of that is. Um, one analogy Chassidus gives to explain the mechanics of when in the place of essence, everything is able to come together. Um, one analogy says gives is where there are two opposing uh, lawyers who both are in the royal court. And one says the guy should be sentenced to death. And the other lawyer says the guy should be freed. And they have this rule in the, in the kingdom that if the um, defendant meets the king himself, in the light of the king's face, there is life. So he meets the king, so even the, the uh, prosecuting attorney screams, guy has to be freed. Because that's the will of the king. Since that's the will of the king, the king wants him to live, so that's, that's, it has to be his will as well. So he stops being his own, he stops looking at the argument from all these different an- an- angles he had before. From now on, he, he loses himself into the desire of the king. The, the truth is that when we're saying that in the face of essence, everything's able to converge, what that means is, is that um, there aren't really two opposing attorneys. There aren't really two opposing arguments. There aren't really, there's no really, real contradiction between Yuki Vavke and Elikim, between Yuki Vavke and Adnai, between the physical and the spiritual, because they're all, what's the essence of everything? There's a word that means holiness. The word is, this is what it is. Zeh. When you use the word zeh in Kabbalah, in Hasidus, zeh means holiness. The word sham, there, is a word that's used for klippe. Because in order to point to something and say, this is really what it is, you can only say it's really what it is if you're talking about Hashem. Because Hashem is the truth of everything. 
So to say something is really what it is, you have to be talking about God's essence. So therefore, there's no contradiction between between being a, a Kohen Gadol in the physical world, world, and on the other hand, talking about experiencing a revelation from beyond beyond the world. Why is there no contradiction? Because because the essence of everything is godliness. So there's no there's no place, there's no time. All there is is Him. That's what the Maggid taught, and you need to, the essence of Hashem to cause a convergence of of the uh, spiritual and physical. And uh, therefore, th- therefore, there is an expression of essence specifically when we're talking about this uh, this chorus uh, conundrum. I don't know, but this 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 seeming seemingly impossible feat of the Kohen Gadol experiencing experiencing such spirituality in this physical world. This will help us now understand the teaching of the Alter Reb. Let's now continue uh, to. Um, where are we? Let's now continue to the bottom of page Laman Ches. Zeogan calls And now we can understand the Alt Rebbe's interpretation of the Pasuk. Pasuk, we, we discussed this Pasuk last week. The Pasuk says you should call to Hashem Himself, but don't call His attributes. Don't call Hashem's kindness. Don't call Hashem's judgment. When you talk to Hashem, you should be like the language of the Rivash. You should just be like a child talking to Hashem Himself. Don't, don't, don't talk to His attributes. So we contrasted last week the explanation of the Rebbe and the Baal Shem Tev and the Pardes, and now we're going to see this in the Mayra, in the, in the text of the Mayra. The paradise says, what is the meaning of you should pray to him and not to his character, not to his attributes? It means you should your prayers address the light of Hashem that is vested in the vessels of Atzilus. Next page. The Baal Shem Tev explains that when you say you're supposed to pray to him, then you remember, you're supposed to pray to him means to the light of Hashem that, that is the source, the divine source of the vessels of the spheres. As we learned last week, we talked on it yesterday, that the power of limitation originates, power of concealment originates prior to the tzimtzum. Before the tzimtzum, there's already a concept of, of, uh, of Hashem's power to conceal. So the kalim, the vessels of Atzilus, originate from this uh, infinite power of Hashem. So you don't have to say, as Pardis is saying, that your prayers address Hashem's transcendence. Even Hashem's um, limitation, His power to hide, His power to conceal, also is infinite. And therefore, our prayers address that as well, says Baal Shem Tov. And the Alt Rebbe says the simple meaning of a love is referring to God's essence. What does this mean? The Alt Rebbe's explanation is not a disagreement with the Baal Shem Tov. It sounds like the Alt Rebbe is being like a I don't know if the right word is chas but like cavaliering. Like, you guys say this, you guys say that. 
Let me just be very simple over here. When, 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 when there's a debate and someone says, let me be very simple, they also mean let me be very, very facetious and obnoxious and you guys don't get it. But uh, the altar is not doing that. The altar is not even disagreeing with, with the Baal Shem Tev. Rather, El Shapir, Shaposher, Hushapim is called Perushim. The altar is saying the simple explanation is the inner meaning of all the other explanations. We find this theme, by the way, in the Rebbe's Torah a lot. Have the simple explanation specifically, specifically it's a simple explanation that reveals meaning in all other explanations. The uh, Torah says, Baratzi of Afasisif, I've created him, I've formed him, and I've made him, which refers to the three worlds of Briya And the Af, Af, I've even made him. The even is referring to the world of Atsilas. The world of Atsilus is mentioned in the verse directly connected to the last world and lowest world, the world of Asiya. Because this world has a, has a more relationship to Atsilus than it does the worlds that are above it, in some ways. That's why in Rashi's explanation of the Torah, which is just a simple meaning of, of the words, the Shalah says in Rashi's words, you find the wine of the Torah. In Rashi's words, you find the secrets of Kabbalah. In the simple explanation of the, of, the, of the language of the Torah, we're going to see the, the inner meaning of what the Pardis is saying and what the inner meaning of what the, of what the Mahshantav is saying. How so? In order for there to be a convergence of the lights of Atzilus and their vessels, and or, or to connect the the one you're addressing your prayers to, and the vessels, as the party says, the party says we're addressing our prayers to the lights in the vessels. In order for the lights in the vessels to go in the vessels, in order for the energy of Hashem that animates the ve- that is the divine source of the vessel itself to be connected to the vessel, in order for that to happen, it's because of God, because Hashem is nimnan in noise, because Hashem. It's impossible to say the word impossible for Hashem, and therefore this convergence is possible. That means that the simple meaning of the Pasuk, we should we talk to Hashem as the Rivash says, I pray with the mind of a child, I don't know about any levels, I'm just talking to him. That simple explanation is what fuels the explanations of the Paradise and the Baal Shem Tif. How is it possible for there to be for there to be the connection of the light in the vessel and the connection of the and the connection of he and the vessels, how can, they be, how can he and the lights be one? How can he and the vessels be one? It's because of his essence. The essence is the essence of everything. Therefore, there's no, there's no place where he isn't. Essence is present wherever essence is. It's kind of like we, we learned the Mimer once of Atatisava, several times of Atatisava, where the Rebbe says that the essence of the soul is the essence of all the levels of the soul. If you recall, in that mimer, the Rebbe says that um, there is, that there's two reasons why Jews believe in Hashem with simple faith and they don't need proofs to the existence of Hashem. One reason is because there's a part of our soul in heaven that sees God. Okay? And therefore, we're affected by that part of the soul that is in heaven, and therefore we also experience a, f- a simple faith in Hashem because there's a part of us that sees it. There's another reason that we believe in Hashem without any proofs, we don't need proofs, and that's because the soul itself, the essence of the soul, is a part of God. 
The soul is, it's not, like, it's not like you don't know that you exist because you see that you exist. You know that you exist because you feel yourself to exist. In a similar way, how does a soul know Hashem? Because the soul is a part of Hashem. So they commented on the faith that we have because, because of the essence of our soul. And he said, don't think the essence is so far away. Don't think the essence of your soul is somewhere, you know, in cloud nine. On the contrary, the essence of the soul is the essence of every single level of the soul. And therefore, even our natural experience of souls and bodies is related to the essence of the neshama. So our faith in Hashem is natural to us because our natural soul, which is animating our body, the essence of it is the essence of the soul. So in a similar way, we're saying over here that it's the essence of Hashem that is the truth of the meaning of our prayer. And that is what fuels the various um, interpretations of the convergence of He and His lights and He and His vessels. It's His essence that makes it possible for the borders between the lights and the vessels to suspend and to converge. And similarly to the, between the lights, between the vessels and the, and the divine source of the vessels. The Alter Rebbe says that this idea that our prayers go to him is related to the essence of a Jew. In that verse, it says, Who is like, who is like this great nation Israel um, that has God close to them whenever they call him? So the Alter Rebbe says that the words close, that they ha- who is this great nation that Hashem is close to them refers to the essence of the soul. And they can call him refers to the essence of Hashem. The essence of a Jew knows the essence of Hashem with, simple, with, with, with simplicity. With, it's, it's obvious. With simple faith. Every Jew has this. It says the words to him twice. What is the word to him referring to in this Pasuk? This double expression of to him. This refers to the essence of the soul and the essence of God. And this is a reason why everyone speaks about Hashem with such a frank realness. As if like they see Hashem. Women and children who are not learning Kabbalah, not aware of all this discussion, and yet they talk about the Abishter and the Abishter, the Abishter. Why do why do they talk about the Abishter as if he is a, as if he's their next door neighbor? Because the essence of a Jew knows the essence of Hashem. It's it's obvious. And therefore, when a Jew uses one of the names of God, any of the names, even referring to the lower name of Hashem, the name Tzvayis, which is the name of war, who does a Jew mean when he says the name of Hashem? He means to God himself. That God is the one who we are calling. And in the language of the Medrash, there, I am called by my deeds. That there is Hashem's deed is being done. Hashem is causing a war to happen, and Hashem is causing Jewish people to be victorious in war. Something specific is happening. Something very, very, very definite as a real definition. And yet, when we say that Hashem is doing this, we're referring to God's essence. And language of the uh, teaching of the Magid 
Hashem is called with one name and he is written in another name and yet it's the same Hashem. It's the same Hashem the way he is called and the same Hashem the way he is written. We are referring to God's essence the way he is written when we call Hashem. Okay, let's start the next ice. The Friedrich Rebbe continues to explain this mimer that the idea of victory is rooted very deeply in the essence of the soul. From this understood that someone whose essence is revealed, if your essence is revealed, then the idea of victory is something that is very pronounced in you. Again, I just want to point out before we continue that there is a concept in in um, in character building called natschanis. Natschanis means that a person always wants to win. I want to be the guy who's always right. That's a negative thing. And we're talking about this the victory in a positive sense. We're trying to be victorious over the negative over something that's negative. So it says in the Mimer that victory is associated with someone who is great, truly great. Someone who isn't truly great, the Mimer says, he won't uh, stand against someone who opposes him. He may respond insolently to someone who is going against his will, which we're talking again where his will is something which is what God wants. So he may stand up to him and say something which is chutzpahdik. He may have the insolence and say something and you smell bad too but he won't actually fight against the guy and make sure that things happen the way he wants them to happen. That means there are some things that he will fight for, but if someone stands against him, he'll be like, okay, 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 I, I give in. Why is that? Why does he have this, 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 um, this wishy-washiness? Why does he always stand up for what, what the truth is? That's because he... Um, That's because he's not really expressing the attribute of victory in him. The, him, the, the, the victory, this attribute of the so-called victory, isn't fully expressed in him. Uh, a, a person who is a godel, a true godel, is someone who the midam netzach is expressed. I just want to point out, we discussed this on Shabbos, speaking about the word godel, Every time a child is born, we wish the child, may this child who is small be a godel, be a godel. What, what, what are we asking? May he be great? May he be tall? May he be, be healthy? May he be a leader of the Jewish people? How many children end up growing to become leaders of the Jewish people? So what we're referring to is what it says in last week's parasha about Moshe Rabbeinu. Menesh says, Moshe Rabbeinu grew up, and it says again, and he grew up. Why did I say he grew up twice? And the answer is, we're saying Moshe Rabbeinu didn't just grow up physically. Moshe Rabbeinu became a godel. What's the meaning of a godel? The Medrash says he went out to his brothers. He went out and he saw a non-Jew hurting a Jew and he throws all the riches of being the, the prince of the Pharaoh aside and he stands up and he kills the Egyptian. Being a godel means you go out to your brothers. Being a godel means that, 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 that you empathize and you care and, and, and you don't let anything stop you to, to when, when something has to get done. As we'll go into this more tomorrow. Any questions or comments besides Yonatan's questions? I know what it is already. Unless you have a new question, Yonatan. Um, have a great day, Dr. Resman. Great day, Arya. Oh, it looks like Arya has, has a question. 
No question. Now, great there are great Yonatan, great David, great Mchomarachai, great Jeff, great there are Beryl, Zaygazund.